0: Radio Bypass is an honor to have a special guest with us today, Troy Lucchetta from Tesla. Troy, thank you for taking time to do this interview today. Absolutely. Happy to be here. So now Tesla has a new tour and a new record out in March. But before we get into the current happenings in the world of Tesla, I'd like to ask you a few questions about you if that's okay. Absolutely. All right. So first off, something that you've been doing that sounds pretty cool. I don't know everything about it is this Troy Shows Up that you're involved with. Can you tell us what Troy Shows Up is all about? <laughs> yes, I can. Well, what it is is back in
1: August, I went to... I was asked by a friend of mine if I would speak at a high school. And it, it, it was actually a middle school uh, in Derby, Kansas. And he, I said, yeah, sure. What do you want me to talk about? He goes, drugs. <laughs> I go, drugs? Huh? And I, I go, well, yeah. You know, I've been sober for, you know, 25 years. So, yeah, I think I could do that. So, at any anyway, rate, What happened was, long story short, is I showed up at school. My whole life philosophy is just show up. Uh, So the Troy shows up as a spinoff off off of that. And this wasn't something I had ever planned on doing, like going to high schools. So at any rate, I documented it and um, I had a good time. I was asked to play for 20 minutes and do a presentation for 20 minutes and then do question and answer for 20 minutes with the kids. And what I found out was I really had a lot to talk to them about and share uh, from the platform, so to speak. And I realized it was a much bigger deal than I really made it out to be. You know, when when you look at what's so happening in the world with the kids, and there were sure. many kids that I got over 200 thank you notes from the kids. That's so, awesome. So uh, we started choice shows up.com, and now I'm doing uh, elementary schools. I put a program together for the elementary schools kids, uh, along with the middle schools and the high schools, and we'll see where it goes from there. Nice. Yeah, so I'm going to be pretty busy with that, looks like.
0: So you just try to work that around, obviously, everything else you're doing, am, or you it, try to be in town with Tesla and maybe have time to do that in the it's, daytime? It, or?
1: It's interesting. I was supposed to do a school today. Mm-hmm. I was over at Nathan uh, Hill Middle School, and uh, we, had, we canceled it due to the, this weather last week. Sure. And not knowing exactly what was going to happen, and I had some of my guys driving out and I didn't want to put anybody at risk driving and things so we just we're going to pick it back up in March well, on my break but um, yeah I that's, so. that's exactly how I'm going to be
0: So if a school wanted to reach out to you is there do they go to troyshowsup.com for yep. contact info that's yeah, all okay there at their school? Absolutely uh, and you know we're still
1: working out a lot of logistics with that in terms of how to do that. Mm-hmm. Um So, uh, but the information is on the site. Uh, We get back within 48 hours and um, basically just kind of collect the data as we do routing. Right. You know. Makes sense. Yeah, it's not something we can just drop and do, but we have the information. At least we can get the inquiries and know who's
0: interested. Right. And then work at the details as we kind of pass through or make special road trips. That's awesome. Yeah. kind of a motivational speaker now too well you
1: know uh, the funny thing is is I didn't do well in school so it's all based on that <laughs> it's funny the fact that I did not show up um, it, so it's basically failing to succeed so to speak and, uh, and that's my message you know it's all about people pleasing you know um, drugs and overcoming addiction and um, so with that being said I've been sober 25 years and it's just something that um, that
0: I feel close to yeah Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, that's that's great to spread that message, especially to the youth of America. I have a 16-year-old daughter in Mm -hmm. high school, and luckily no problems with her. But there are children at her school that, you know, she tells me have drug issues, have depression issues. So somebody like you, you know, maybe you're talking about the drugs, but you also might be helping with depression, too. Maybe making kids realize you can get past this. There's so much out there, you know, and if I could
1: just get the kids to just realize the the people-pleasing aspect of it all, that is something that affects us all and where we make the bad choices. So sometimes it's just that peer pressure of wanting to be accepted, right, you know, uh, into sure. whatever that group of people is. And uh, that's what got me into trouble, and it got me in a lot of trouble, you know, and um, I was able to uh, turn my life around and clean it up and that's what I aspire to you know
0: share with the kids yeah that's fantastic I think that's fantastic Thanks, I love man. that you do that well that kind of segues into another thing because I believe I know you did and I think you still do don't you have some type of charitable organization that you work with with your wife I believe we do it's called a song for wellness A-S-O-N-G,
1: the, the number four wellness.org mm-hmm. and that is also on the home page of my website, troylucetta.net along with troyshowsup.com. So Got what it. that is, is it's based on pH and alkalinity. It's an awareness site um, with information that teaches people about what pH is. And the best, simplest way I can explain it, it disease cannot survive in an alkaline body and if you think of it like a fish tank with fish i mean people yeah if you have fish in a fish tank you have to check the ph and if the ph is not right with the water the fish die and our bodies True. are our <laughs> bodies are comprised of 75 percent water and the fact of the matter is is everything we're sticking in our body today everything that's processed and you know polluted in our foods is the uh, is the high, highest cause of disease and uh, it's not a I don't, I don't segregate the diseases from what I've learned about it, and a lot of this information is on our site. Uh, disease is really an over-acidification of the body, and that's where people that are written off. I have many, many friends that are survivors, stage 4, that have been written off, getting 6 months to live and such. We started this site, my wife and I, because when her sister got sick with colon cancer, she, did, she only gave her 6 months, and uh, she didn't get the full 6 months out of it. But she didn't want to do the chemo and she knew she was going to die. And, you know, uh, she didn't want to do the radiation. She didn't want that quality of life if she was going to die. She wanted to just kind of, you know, just have the best life she could at that point. So, right. with that being said, I knew a little bit about this through my sister. So, we started trying to pull research together. And her husband, a friend of mine, was just kind of behind the eight ball. They couldn't get the information fast enough. And that's really the, the why we set up Song for Wellness. So people that were wanting to go that route, that could get the information, that that
0: information would be in one place. That's awesome. That's, that's, I wish that would, I wish that would have been around when my mom was suffering from yeah, cancer. That yeah. would have been great. Well, you know, uh, it's one thing getting the information,
1: what I've learned, and then people, I think, have a hard time really conceptualizing and... Understanding that you can get well through food, Mm -hmm. food is by medicine. It truly is, and that's fact of the matter. Everything from green juicing to make sure that you're drinking good water, because even the water, most of the water we drink, is not bad. Is bad, you know, chlorine and and etc. Sure. But uh, and then with the processed foods, and then if you do have cancer, the number one cancer feeder is sugar. Mm -hmm. So you know all processed sugars, whites. You know you got to get rid of all that stuff. I mean, you got to just do hardcore.
0: Greens, mm-hmm. you know, plant-based foods, right? You know, uh, and that's what it's really about. And you have—I believe—I read that's one time you have recipes. Oh, yeah, too on that we website. We do. We it's have it. many. Well, There's great, great information on there. Yeah.
1: Good. And I've seen a lot of people surviving through nutrition. So I've seen it firsthand. I got a friend of mine, uh, pancreatic cancer, still alive. Should have been dead about six, seven years ago. Really, based on oh yeah, that's a tough one to beat.
0: Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, it is. Wow, that's. And yeah. and he's following or she's following this diet. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah. He has to. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, because it can come
1: back, right? Know? And uh, that's the thing about cancer, even with radiation and chemo. The, most of the time, you know, it usually comes back within five years. Mm-hmm. People, they, it's just in remission. I mean, if you if exactly. you if you get a break from the chemo and the radiation, you know, the fact of the matter is, you know, if you don't make some changes, and I have I've watched people. With cancer, that don't even have, they, they, they get out. That, even my buddy, who asked the, the doctor, like, hey, you know, what do, I, what do I eat? You know, the doctor says, eat whatever you want. And I think he, in his mind, just doesn't have a sense for the nutrition side of it, mm-hmm. doesn't have the information. So, you know, that's his reality. But the truth of the matter is, that's a death sentence for that guy. Mm-hmm. you know to go eat whatever you want you put sugar and all that stuff and it, and it just right you
0: know? well, yeah I, i'm definitely going to be perusing those recipes because i probably don't eat right myself so that, that
1: well yeah it, it all comes down, down to a choice because you know.
0: whether you're sick or not it sounds like no, this it, is a it's, good way to go
1: well it is it's a it's a way of life for sure
0: yeah well that's fantastic so obviously you stay so yeah you know, i don't know how you have time for everything with as much as i see tesla's on the road and then you're involved in in these two things, you're amazing that you have the time and the energy to keep up with all these things. Um, so now I guess we'll get into music a little bit. So there you go, folks. Those are all the great things Troy does, non-music related, although music ties in. Um, but also besides Tesla, which like I mentioned, I know is usually playing a lot of dates and stays pretty busy. Um, you also, in, I think it was 2017, I think it was that you did the Dixie Horsepower EP, Mm -hmm. and then in 2015 you did the Brad Whitford, Derek St. Holmes, Whitford St. Holmes reunion record, their first one since the early 80s. Um, And you played on that and did a short tour with them for that record. Um, So right there I'm already like, wow, this guy is always doing something. Um, So I guess my questions on those are I love both records. They were both great. Listeners to this podcast have heard all the songs from both of those releases. Is there anything in the future for those bands? Is there any more Dixie Horsepower coming? Any more Whitford St. Holmes coming?
1: Um, The Dixie thing, we still got that rolling. Um, We've got some stuff that we recorded recently, just, uh, but you know, with scheduling, it's not out. Well, we did a Christmas release for a Christmas song we put out. But, um, and that was just a little fun deal we did. But, um, yeah, there's a good chance that the Dixie Horsepower thing will end up out um, 2020, actually. So Just February, no we're going to probably do the Monsters of Rock Cruise. So, and, and, and I'll be doing probably some other dates uh, with that. Uh, the Whitford St. Holmes, I've not heard anything. I, I don't know if it
0: ran its course if it's another 20 years before they get right. together or if it's next week um, well I do know Brad Whitford told me back in 2015 that he was so happy with that lineup that recorded that record Chase and yourself right. and everybody he did tell me he said once I know everything that's going on with Aerosmith and what commitments we have through that he said I absolutely would love to do another record with this lineup but um, that was obviously four years ago now almost, right? There are a little over three. so. But I do know he, at that time, expressed very much interest in doing another record. I just didn't know if anything's happened in the subsequent years.
1: Well, you know, um, you know Brad's very private, you know, from what I see. And uh, we don't talk a lot. Um, I would be there if he needed me, you know. Right. Uh, he seemed to be pretty happy with the record, you know and I'm uh, pretty happy with me and I enjoyed you know working and playing with them of course and Derek so yeah I
0: guess remains to be seen okay well there we go all right so I guess now we can move on to Tesla so your second album the great radio controversy just had its 30th birthday a few days ago February 1st and you got the new Tesla album shock which is your first album of all new material since Simplicity in 2014, and that's coming out March 8th is the release date that I've been told, is that correct? That is correct, yes. And I've already played the title track on the podcast, and that song, to me, I've listened to it many, many times, seems a little bit of a departure from past Tesla work. Very much so. And I know Phil Collins from Def Leppard produced this record, so I was wondering as I'm listening to that song... I was wondering if his involvement influenced the song structures.
1: Absolutely, he has uh, co-written pretty much the whole record. He's, um, I don't know where he's playing, but I know he plays on the record too. I know he plays some guitar, um, and I know he sings. You'll hear his voice uh, uh, on the record, and there's some leopardish overtones that we can't get away from. Uh, That's (laughs) just how he works, and we were okay with that. Um, So, for all our listeners that are wondering what we did, uh, we let Phil have his way, make his record, the record he wanted to make. We took full direction. Our listeners know who Tesla is. So we had great fun in making this record, and I think it's a wonderful record. Um, And it's not so much about what it is or isn't, in my opinion as opposed to what it really stands for, is just to get out, take a chance, do some things, lighten up, and just have some fun and let go. And that's what we did, and that's what this record is, and it's an absolute, um, you know, that's a product of our environment with Phil, and it was, I mean, his commitment to the record floored me, how hard he worked and what he did, I'm interested to see what the fans are gonna have to say about it, you know, because yeah, I can't my, wait to hear the, the first the whole song thing. Shock has a drum machine, but we don't use the drum machine live. I play live. There's no drum machines, we don't have any assistance and samples or anything we gotta stick with everything from yeah. that first record we're no stay, machines. yeah we're doing the no machines thing uh, but you know it happened to be the first single that has the drum machine so people are probably like wow i wonder if all records drum machine no it is not well, that I, is
0: It is a comment i yeah. got from a couple of people yeah no you they can it. you can straighten <laughs> it
1: out for the listeners no it's me playing on the record uh and, and and there's some really great stuff on the
0: record so it'll be interesting to see what you're what the people have to say you know Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm sure we'll We'll all love it I'm sure well that kind of answers my, my next question too because Simplicity that one was co-produced by the band and Tom taught, right correct this record I was wondering did the band act in, sit in that producer chair yeah. along no, with Phil is, or 100% no, no. Phil
1: this was 100% Phil making the record Phil wanted to make and we took direction because we're good with that we're okay right. with that and everybody you know Was, um, did what they were asked to do. Uh, For me, it was real simple. Troy, I just want you to be able to, I want to be able to air drum the record, he said to me. In other words, what that says to me, I said, yeah, no problem. I got it. I get
0: it. You know, basically what that says is, you know, let's not get too fancy. Let's just, let's make it really fun. Well, and it's funny you say that because one of the things that I had thought about, uh, knowing that we were going to meet today, you know, I I even put it down here for notes for myself. That you know, it seems to me your playing is always just right. It seems like you're all, you know. You leave space for everything. You don't overplay on anything I've ever heard, including the many times I've seen you perform live too. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering when you're coming up with drum parts. You know, different drummers have different things they're honing in on as they're trying to figure out what they want to play and when they want to play it. So i was wondering for you personally when you're coming up with drum parts what are you thinking about jeff's voice frank and dave's guitars locking in with brian you know what- well i'm not thinking about anything i'm just listening to the song and the song
1: dictates what i do it's real simple i hear the song and i get a vibe i get an energy within inside of myself i trust my instincts i play i never ever play drums to play drums in a- so to speak and right. play something fancy or cool it has nothing to do with that if it's not about the music i'm not doing my job in this band i am a song guy first and foremost music first right it's just that simple uh, same thing with any record i do by the Keith Emerson Project. I know we haven't talked about that. We yes, yeah. Why don't we get into that, but, that a little but, bit? But even yeah. with that, I went in and did the
0: orchestra. I went in to record with him in Germany. We recorded that record. It's called Three Fates Project. And, and when was this, the Keith Emerson Project? 2011. So shortly prior to his passing?
1: Yeah, and I was actually headed to Japan with him on all the dates. I, we were at eight sold-out shows in Japan, and I got the phone weeks before rehearsal, just a couple of weeks before that went down, and that happened, I got the phone call in. That canceled the tour. We ended up going to the El Rey Theater and we did a big tribute. That's all done, recorded in the can, waiting for access. Access TV. Everybody wants it, and we're just licensing. It's getting cleared up on that. But even when I played with the orchestra back to the point of playing drums, you know, uh, it was seventy-piece orchestra um, in Munich, Germany, and we did a lot of that old DOP stuff. Tarkas, all this stuff, all this amazing music. And for me, you know, I got I got the call later i got a phone call from the conductor uh teddy a michelson he's out of norway famous conductor awesome awesome guy most incredible experience i've ever had working and recording and education you know from doing it from that perspective sure because it was very uh it could have been a serious high pressure you know i could have been a pressure cooker so to speak right but uh anyway point being I got the phone call and he says, he goes, you know, Troy, he says, I'm going to tell you something. First of all, he goes, did a great job on the record. He says, but the one thing I love most about your playing, he says, I can mute the orchestra. I can hit all the mute buttons, shut the orchestra down, and I can just listen to you play, and I always know exactly where I'm at in the song. That's awesome. That says a lot about what you're And you I, did I was like, that. wow, you don't really, you know, mm-hmm. that's, uh, Keith had sent me some really nice things uh and, and you know for me that was a dream come true uh i the music director mark Benio, who was the uh for for keith i did his solo records and that's how i ended up there i was because, gonna ask you how did yeah, you hook yeah. up with Keith? If, if keith would have called me i would have passed on it i would have said no it would have been really? too oh yeah yeah i wouldn't know i i just i don't i put i knew i had a relationship with the md on it so right that's and I said, "Are you sure?" He's like, "Yeah, I'm sure." I'm like, "Well, okay," and that's part of my just show up program, you know. I always <laughs> say ninety nine point nine percent of success is just showing up, and that's what I did, and it always works out, right? right. You know, right?
0: So, Except for his passing, unfortunately. Oh, right? it's so yeah. sad. The most. Yeah, I'm sure this. it would have been great to perform oh my God. that live right. with him. You know,
1: I, I got to be honest with you. We were we had eight, like I said, eight sold out shows in Japan, and uh, this is. I don't know. I've never ever talked about this. I don't think um, how I felt. I was I was kind of nervous. I never I was going to go do all these shows, and I had about three hours worth of maybe two and a half hours worth of music I learned because we had multiple nights. Okay. Same 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 place. Right. At the Billboard Live, uh, and and we would do you know multiple shows. There were smaller rooms, so there was constantly changing out the music. I had to learn a lot of music. I bet. And I was about 85, maybe 88% there, and I wasn't sure about some of it. And when I called Mark, the MD, and I just said, man, I'm about as far as I think I can go, and I think I'm just gonna wait until we get together Mm -hmm. and finish it up, you know? And I never got that chance to finish with Keith. Um, Well, he was the most perfect gentleman most i'm telling you i had the most amazing experience we were in germany for i think nine days and we recorded that's with days flying in and out you know so sure. now you scope it down what well, it was about six days of recording monday through friday and saturday was a half day we were done with the record and last two nights you know he took me out it was just him and i out on we went out to dinner we just went everywhere together and it was and he shared all kinds of amazing stuff cozy pal stories i asked him about cozy yeah, another great drummer. But, oh my god that was one another reason i took the gig because i was a huge cozy pal fan and i thought well cozy did it maybe i could do it You know, right? he, he was a rock drummer
0: absolutely you know so yeah, that's absolutely. how that's, that's how all cool. that
1: went down man um
0: but so so sad just so sad that that passes. it is because yeah it, And, and, you know, you and I, I know, are approximately the same age, and we're losing a lot of our rock heroes that we grew up with. Like, I was devastated when Greg Allman passed a couple years ago, and, you know, and, yeah, it is sad. It's just, it's hard to, hard to accept that, you know, all our heroes are getting to that age where, yeah, well, we're going to be losing them, you know. but even worse for you because you had that personal connection with Keith. But that's still pretty cool that you got to play with him. Uh It was a highlight in my
1: life, and it it brought me to... You know, I'll be honest with you, I never really thought of myself as... People have perceptions. They see you as a player, and they see a lot of things, and I never thought of myself as a really great drummer. I never did. I just thought, well, you know, I know who the great guys are, and I wasn't on that list. (laughs) So after playing with Keith... um, I never felt that, but I did get a sense that I knew that was a, you know, that's a pretty prestigious gig oh, to, yeah. to go in and do that, and for sure. you got to have your homework and your work cut out, you got your work cut out for you, so it, it, it kind of helped me go, you know, Troy, you've done okay, you know, yeah. I mean, Absolutely. I'm on Doris Day's last record, you know what I mean? You probably don't know. She's
0: 92 years old. Well, I did know that. I read that you played on her record. I did not know she had a record until I read that you played on it, though.
1: (laughs) Yeah, which was, uh, I think that might have been around the same time. But that was another situation where, you know, I'm playing brushes and I'm not a brush player. But, you know, I did. I I sound like a well seasoned brush player on the record. That's the one thing I I can manipulate. I know what it's supposed to sound like, you know, and I have enough technique and. I've got enough information to get myself
0: into trouble if I'm not careful. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know. You know yourself better and what your limitations are, but me, as you know, listening to you, you're playing for all these years that I've listened to you, I think you probably can handle any situation you're in musically. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I aspire to, that's for sure. Right. Right. I wanted to also mention, you know, myself. I've always been impressed by Tesla's songwriting and arrangements, as well as the lyrics, because so many of the songs that Tesla has done, you're, you're talking about a sad situation, but lyric, but lyrically, it's a, there's a positive spin on that sad situation. I I, I, I can probably name you know, a bunch of songs. I mean, Heaven's Trail, even No Way Out. You know, um, there's just so many where you where you kind of take yeah and you broke my heart but you know i just need to keep on hanging on or whatever you always kind of have a positive smack. and so every time i've listened to these songs and, and and lyrics is one of the things that i've always been interested in and and listen to i wonder does the band write lyrics collectively is no. that jeff writing the lyrics it's all, it's Cause i know many times it's the singer that writes the lyrics Yeah, over the
1: years, uh, you know, the first, let's just do the first 10 years, the catalog, all of that is Jeff. 100 percent. I mean, he was the guy. And what you're going to find, it's it's a nice subject matter for the simple fact that this new record, there are some songs that, you know, Jeff would never sing. Mm -hmm. But, you know, Phil wrote lyrics, too. So, for instance, we have a song called Taste Like. And I know Jeff's like, man, I don't know how I'm going to sing that song, you know. I would never write these lyrics, and, uh, but it's the next single that's going to happen. Uh, and the truth of the matter is, is like I told Jeff, I says. Jeff, it's okay. It's it's basically pour some sugar on me. It's you know it's that song, but it's ours. And it's a great song. I love it. I don't. I go just don't take it so serious and have some fun and lighten up and right. you know. I mean, it's time, Jeff. Everybody knows who you are, and he's a brilliant lyricist, and everybody I, I think so, yeah. everybody connects with what he has to sing about, and he has to believe it and own it, uh, and it, but he's a team player and he's in there to. We all did, and, and you know, uh, and I think it's wonderful because there's growth in all of that when we don't have to take ourselves that serious, and we can just lighten up. So, for sure. the fans, if you know, if you're tripping on the lyrics for this or that, hey,
0: man. Just keep it light, you know what I'm saying? Right. And nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with it. Well like I say it's just always impressed me, like the way it is and just yeah. so many songs. I always thought, man, you know, these guys really put out a positivity even when they're singing about I something love sad. This and band, I just love
1: that. And I'm a huge fan of Jeff Keys and his lyrics and uh, and I think about what he stands for as a person and uh, I couldn't be more pleased to be in this band and and in a band personally out of all the bands that are out there i mean i can honestly say you know i didn't know this but you know outside of aerosmith i mean who wouldn't want to be an aerosmith right because i right. think Steven tyler is absolutely the best american rock singer that we have period and we have to put jeff right up there with him well yes you know I, I mean and, and look and as my love to jeff i mean you know i have strong love for jeff right and so there's I was just looking outside of the box here for a second outside, but I'm saying what I'm getting at is I'm right where I want to be. You could take guns, any of these bands, uh, I don't care who they are out there. I I think, you know, when I think about where I want to be, I'm right where I'm, I'm at, you know, because of Jeff and... His message and how he brings out that positive energy. That's what I'm about. Mm -hmm. I don't want to do negativity, anything about negative energy. I don't want it in my life, you know.
0: Right, right. And,
1: you know, it's not to judge others, it's just to say that, hey, man, I just want to keep it positive, you know. uh, And for all the negativities and the things that happen and things we go through, those are times to grow. And it's a wonderful time to grow. Right. And you got to have adversity. Mm -hmm. It's just the way it is. And I'm cool with that you know but uh, I, I'm you know yeah sure would I like to be uh, selling out arenas sure I would like that you know sure. Um, but when it comes to the message and what we do and what Jeff sings
0: about yeah I'm, I'm good with that got it well thanks for answering that because I would like say I've always been curious who's writing those lyrics um, and speaking of playing arenas that was one of the questions right now you know the tour that you're on I see you have dates booked through like August 2nd uh, I know you got a cruise coming up to Jamaica and all these things, but I know every so often in the summertime you guys have signed up for some of these package things like the Death Leopard Poison one year, I think that was 2015 maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, So right now obviously you're going out to support the shock record. Are you you gonna keep Tesla headlining dates throughout the year or are you guys hooking up a package tour sometime in the summer?
1: Yeah, we are on a couple things in the summer. Uh, We're we're gonna have, this will be through uh, probably the first of May like the first week of May I I, I don't know where it stops but uh, and then June we're in festivals in Europe uh, as Pat you know we're on the you know we're doing download and we're doing some big festivals nice like a half a dozen of them we come home and then we're speaking of Def Leppard we're back out with Def Leppard for July in Canada and it's just Tesla and we're doing an hour so it's the two bands and because it's Canada, it makes a lot of sense. We have the new record, and with Phil producing, so that's gonna be cool. Sure. And then we come out, we're gonna finish out the year on our own.
0: Got it, nice. So nice. That's my
1: understanding of it.
0: And what what do you prefer? Do you, I mean, the festivals are great, you have the big crowds. All because of them. your sets usually are shorter. Do you prefer doing the headline thing where you can play a longer set? I, I'm preferring it right at this time, for sure, because we did so much of the
1: 40-minute opening slots that... Uh, that 45, whatever it is, and it's like we're doing... I need to work a little harder than that. All of us do. Yeah. That's a little too complacent, too simple. Go out and play just the hits, and it's like, you know, that gets old, right.
0: personally. I got. I mean, especially for our fans, but you can't... How can you not be grateful to be on a tour like that? Sure. You know? Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's always been kind of what I figured a lot of musicians feel like, that it's a blessing and a curse kind of thing, you know? It's great to team up with these bands. And then at the same time, but now we're limited on what we can play. It's always and a blessing, can never a curse. There's really no, it's always a blessing, and that's what I'm finding. And
1: because we're always going to be able to go back out and do our own thing. Uh, but you know, I mean, hopefully, you know, I mean, right now we've been pretty overexposed. And I, you know, they got two, two nights in Chicago. We should you not know, really, technically, we should just be here one show. Right. Uh, the two shows are light on tickets. Right, uh, and that's due to the fact that we're here every for the last five years, every year, and they put us up for two nights when we normally just do one
0: night. We're right. not,
1: we're not usually a two-night band.
0: Yep, I don't, the last time I ever saw you at the House of
1: Blues, you it know, was a one-night. Yeah, yeah, that's all. I appreciate the fact that, and maybe if we hadn't been around for two three years, we could have done two nights. Right, but we've been out every year. We're almost overexposed. We're to the point where it's like, man, we probably. Sh- Should have took a break, but now we got a new record, so you got to go tour it. Right, right. But anyway, we'll see how. But nevertheless,
0: uh, light or not heavy, you know. Last few shows have been sold out. Been great. Right. You know. So it's been wonderful. Oh, Madison and uh, Minneapolis. Yep. Minneapolis, was that at that Mystic Star Casino? Gosh, that's a great place. Yeah, it is. Friend of mine's band uh, played in the middle of the casino on Saturday night. I think you guys were there Friday night in the big room. Yeah. and they, they, his band was playing in the middle of the casino, but he sent me pictures. I was supposed to go up there Saturday and I couldn't make it in the well, end. Well, with that weather, but yeah, yeah, well the weather and some stuff go at home, but um, but he sent me pictures, he's like, and he, he said, he goes, we're not in the room Tesla was in, but here we are, and they were right in the middle of the casino, but the rooms look great, you know, yeah. it like a great, Everything great you venue. Everything, it's all good, man. Uh,
1: if we, ever get to a different place in our career where we can uh, up it a
0: little bit and you know put a few more people in the seats awesome you know but we're just going to keep doing what we do now well we're talking about that I know we got to wrap up I know we're okay. getting, getting late on time but um, while we're talking about that though like you know, the size of the venues and all that one of the things that always has troubled me I've never liked this hair metal tag at all right because you know, I grew up at a time where, you know, 70s hard rockers, guess what? They all had long hair, and I loved a lot of those bands. 80s, loved a lot of those bands. And there was some stuff that came out in the 80s that was kind of chasing a trend that, especially on MCA records for some reason, with sign bands that really weren't very talented. But to me, the hair metal tag almost seems like an insult, kind of. Like, yeah, hey, so you're so- just not as good a musicians, or your songs aren't as important. And to me, Tesla... Was never a hair metal band. You have always been a straight up rock and roll band. Period. No other labels. Yeah. You're a rock band. That's and everybody, it.
1: You know the funny thing is, and our
0: fans and people, everybody already knows that. Well, so that, not that's even, what I was going to ask you. Do you I mean, think that that tag at all has has hurt you in any no, way? No, I don't. From I don't know that it. I don't believe that it has based
1: on what was there because we never really were that band, and people know that uh, we never got all the covers because of that. Right. Um, you know, we were almost a faceless band, and uh, but it, it was always about the music, it still is about the music. People know that and they are reminded when they come out, they see, just like, wow, these guys
0: are the real deal. They're a really great rock and roll band. And, and that's tight really, as hell, people, yes, tight we as hell. Yeah. <laughs> that's one of the things that always impresses me, every show I've seen.
1: We have one of the best shows right now, I can tell you this, the show that we're doing right now, our 90 minute
0: set, is the best show we've probably ever put together. Awesome. Well, I did see you guys posted the set list mm-hmm. uh, just before Minneapolis when you yeah. got up there a couple of days early to rehearse, and I saw that set list that you put together for, for the start of the tour, and I know you, your, your postings said right. you might change it up as yeah, you go. Yeah, we got a lot of
1: songs for you. And
0: But that set list right there I thought was awesome. The only thing i wanted to add to that one was flipside from the simplicity record because oh, i think that's a great song when you talk about uh, lightening up and having uh, fun yeah that song's one yeah. of those to right me. it is um, yeah. so i have the only song i'm like yeah add flipside you know but uh but i thought it's a great set list so yeah it looks it looks awesome and and i'm glad to see that you guys are changing it up some too you know um because i think that is important for both the musician playing the music and the people in the audience. I know they always say, radio programmers, Oh no, people want to hear the hints, people want to hear the familiar, but I also believe that there's people like me, no, I want to hear the new. And that's the whole reason I do this podcast. we got two new songs. In the set list, I saw that, yeah. And that's the whole reason I started doing this podcast, because I'm tired of hearing the same Rolling Stones song or the same Led Zeppelin song or whatever. A lot of artists, Tesla, John Mellencamp even, he's put out some of his better records after he had his big hit, period. And radio won't touch it for some no, reason. No, they're going to stay with their hits. Yeah. And that bothers the heck out of me that they really believe, and I talked to a radio, one radio programmer that I know at length about this a few years back, and we got into a heated discussion about, because I, I said, give me an hour. Let me do an hour on Sunday night. I don't care. Put me on at 11 o'clock and let me just play new music from the artists that you already play their classic stuff from. Oh, no, nobody wants to hear that. Nobody wants to hear that. Well, I've had a lot of people reach out to me on Facebook and stuff, talking about my old radio show that I used to do. God, I wish you were still doing it. You, you, know, you brought so much diversity. Blah, blah, blah. So that's what got me thinking. You know, I'm going to do a podcast and, and show people that these bands still exist. They're still making vital music. And it's every bit as good, if not better, than the stuff that we made hits back in the day. It drives me crazy. And so I know sometimes I've heard bands that I've you know, met over the years say the same thing, that it's really hard to play too many songs from a new record, even though that's what you're out supporting, because people want to hear those real familiar songs. You know, like, I'm sure you probably always will have to play a love song or something sure. like that, you know.
1: You know, I mean, well, for instance, I mean, you know, there's a couple songs like, you know, we're not doing getting better, we're not doing hang tough, we're not doing the way it is. I mean, there's radio songs that we have that we're not playing um if we were to play those all those songs which is a great big you know radio hits that we had over the years um that people know the band from but you know they, for all those songs we got to play then we can't get to some of the other stuff you know so you right. just got to make some choices and we decided this time around yeah we're going to play some of the hits and we're going to play the standards that you love and you know you got modern day cowboy signs love song susie you know they're there you know they right. stand you know the staples and yeah, but you know, at the same time, you know, we're uh, we're digging deep, man.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. All right, well, I don't want to uh, keep you too much longer, so all I can say is I'm looking very forward to hearing the entire Shock album because I already love the one song that I've heard. And then, just a quick question too: Do you have a favorite song from your record? Because at, when I get the record and start playing more tracks on the podcast, do I have a Troy favorite I should play first? Wow. I know usually most musicians always tell me they're all my babies, I can't nah, pick a favorite. You know. <laughs> yeah, you know, I wouldn't go that far, with me anyway.
1: <laughs> they're, not, they're not all my favorites. Uh, but uh, I think, you know, I, I haven't spent enough time just to find that favorite. Right. Um, I'm just kind of enjoying it as a whole at the moment. I,
0: I, I can't even answer that question just yet. That's okay, that's okay. All right, so your tour began February 1st. Your Chicago dates are February 5th and 6th, which is tomorrow and the day after. We're recording this on the 4th. We're scheduled through July. We already talked about the package tours. So that's pretty much everything I tried to prepare to not make this run into too much time. So, Troy, I just want to thank you for taking time to sit with me and talk with me and the listeners to the Radio Bypass podcast. I really appreciate You're taking the time, and and I also have to say, I really appreciate you as a person, those things that we started out the interview with, talking about the things you're doing at the schools, with your wife, on the charity thing, with the music for a cure. What was the website again for that one? A Song for Wellness. A Song for Wellness. Uh, You know, it's fantastic that you take time from obviously a very busy schedule to do stuff like that and then sit down with a guy like me. So, thank you very much, Trey.
1: Well, one thing we forgot I
0: want to say thank you, first
1: of all, for having me. Uh, and I want to thank my dear friend, Greg Potter, for mm. calling me.
2: Yes, and, let's not
1: forget Greg. <laughs> and, Kathy, and Kathy Rich, because those are lovely, lovely people, and I'm so happy. To see where he's at in his life because i've known him for years right and uh and another dear friend of mine from chicago is todd sukerman and i've got to meet some wonderful people from this area and now everybody knows about vic with vic drums right and salazar and i've got some it's just been so awesome and exciting here in uh, uh jerry Michaelson jam productions man mm-hmm. i mean we did so much out here these people you know are kind of a that's that blueprint, you know, looking back. Great. And um, and I love Chicago, so thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, well that's awesome. And yeah, Potter, I know you're listening to this, so thanks, buddy. I know I already thanked you offline, but thank you so much for hooking Troy and I up. Troy and I up, I really appreciate it. Hey Potter. <laughs> hey Potter, play me some drums. Boom boom, baby. Boom boom. All right, thanks again, Troy.